Here we go. Welcome to the very first edition of the Big Footy Finals cast, proudly brought to you by the Big Footy Tiger cast crew, of course. Bit of a different one for us today, lads. I'm joined by CB17 and TIG71. How are you, fellas? Good. Good afternoon. How are we all? Going well. This is your idea, CB. I'm not going to take credit for it. You, you put forward the concept of doing a, a generic, broader, final series type podcast. Something we've not really ventured into before. It's always been Richmond-centric, so steering away from that's going to be interesting. But I think it's it's a good thing to try and do, to try and engage a bit more interest, generate some hype around the finals games. Yeah, and look, I'd just like to say uh, hello to the main board on Big Footy. Um, this is actually something where I can't get banned out of my own ideas. So... Uh... I can <laughs> I can mute your mic though. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, well, look, you're lucky. But that's do all you want to. <laughs> you're lucky. That's your only problem with the main board, mate. With me, with the main board, I got banned from it, and I didn't do anything. That's uh, that's Tiggs has just gone full Kaiser straight off the bat. There, I'm, that's I, it. I, that, I well, may, that's the spirit of the show, isn't it? That's I'm, the spirit. I may remove that part because I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put it all on me. I'm, I'm used to it. Chief, if you're listening, to me, mate, I love you, mate. You, you keep on doing the God's work, mate. Keep it going, son. <laughs> All right, so the premise of the show, we're going to take a look at all the upcoming finals games and do a bit of a review of them all and just give our thoughts on the games in a serious manner, but also in a lighthearted fashion as well, because you've got to have a laugh along the way, given we're all, well, most of us are all locked up in COVID bloody restrictions, so it's good to have a laugh. But before we get into the finals games, CB, we did want to take a look at all the teams who didn't make finals this year and just do a bit of a quick assessment uh, on those teams and just give them a bit of feedback on their performance for 2020. Is that fair to say? Yes, and we all, we will be grading them from A to E. A being fantastic, E being not so good. Well, I would have thought, given they didn't make finals, none of them should be above a B, really. Uh, can I say something? <laughs> no, the average age of the three of us, right, would be what? Michaels, you're the youngest one, but yeah. we're all in our, like, say, 30s plus. Yeah, yeah, like I know, I know, um, I know, I know. CB put out this, you know, let's put the dick out tweet about him doing, you know, fucking gym and all this sort of shit. But he's, you know, <laughs> he's, he's on his fifties and diabetes. Look, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm 48. You know, I got a body of a 22 year old, so you know, I'm pretty confident with myself. But mate, can we just go A, B, C, D, F? You know, these E's and N's and NAs. I see these reports now from my kids, and I've. I fucking don't understand them, to be honest. Um, I, I just whack if I don't see an A. So, you know, <laughs> let's just make, it, <laughs> let's now, just make now, it simple for the we, listeners, please. Now, for any new listeners, I'm going to put this out there right now. We do swear. So this isn't a PG-rated kind of potty. This does <laughs> have language. Uh, we are very open, honest, and, yeah, passionate, we put it out and there. Passionate. And what? passionate. Look, bottom line, it's if you take your kids to the footy ground and an MCG in a final, they're not going to hear anything what they're not going to hear from us here now. We don't use the C word. We don't use really bad stuff. What, Carlton? Yeah, yeah, yeah Carlton. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Malcolm, I actually got his synopsis about Carlton too for this show. So, you know, he was really, really freaking happy to get here. But, yeah, we might drop the odd F-bomb, you know, balls might be mentioned, you know. So just – it's a bit of fun, fellas. It's a bit of fun. That's it. It's at the footy. That's it, you know? All right. And with, with that being said, 
CB, oh no, I'm first, aren't I, with the with Melbourne ninth. If I could read my own notes, that'd be handy. So Melbourne finishing ninth. Now this is the this is the team that uh, sent out a finals flyer not long ago, yes. advertising they were going to make it. They've had the best midfield for ages, apparently. Max Gorn seriously is one of the best rucks in the comp. No denying that at all. But up forward and down back, they've, they've been pretty shit ass to be honest. And there's games they should have won, um, but I think they've just bottled this year to be honest. I reckon the pressure of the media saying they're going to make finals, they're going to make finals, has gotten to them again. Ever since that West Coast prelim final, they've been utter shit. Um, so finishing ninth, I, I'll give them I'll give them a C. I know that they had some players out and whatnot what throughout the year, but and they're going to have a few players leave by the sounds of it, but uh, when you've got someone like Maxi gone and you've got some decent midfielders in there, you, you've got to do better, Melbourne. Uh, their coach is a spud. I'm glad you used the word S. For Sheemans, because it sounds it, it it's the club <clears throat> S for Spud S for Soft. Um, they're Chihuahuas basically of the league. What a Chihuahua but, is is a little dog that barks a lot, um, but as soon as the aggression comes, they go to water, and that's Melbourne. Look, their coach is a fucking idiot. Um, sorry, I you know Goodwin, you might have been a good Lions coach, but you're not a senior coach. Um, you can't coach. You have no plan B. That's your the weakness of your side. And um, they have a great midfield, great ruck. They should be they should be. More than competitive, but the problem that they've got is a game plan that is based around skill, and they've got fucking hack kicks. They've got, like, a bunch of... Now, no disrespect, but I'm just, you know, Lionel Proctor's running around, right? A lot of of running around, but spraying it all over the place. So, yeah, pieces of shit, Melbourne. That's, yeah, bad year F for me. Now, I just want to put this out there. I'll give Melbourne some credit, because when you listen to a Goodwin presser, he has cured anyone who can't sleep. That's right. So that's, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up, finishing 10th was GWS, CB. Oh, yep, yes. GWS. So Leon Cameron, congratulations. You crashed the Ferrari. I mean, yeah. seriously, Joe Biden could coach this team to finals. <laughs> you blew it. Give yourself a dick punch. D. Yes. Their big, big sound from the north is a fart. That's what it is. They farted this year. <laughs> I've said it a few times, they look like the most bunch of selfish individual footballers, and that's why they won't win a flag anytime soon, because as soon as it gets tough, it it turns into, let's look after, you know, number one, myself, not the team. Yeah. They Uh, need to do a sacrificial lamb. They need to get a group of guys together, and if they're not going to play with each other, don't care what their name is, trade them. That's what they need to do. Um, If they're not 100% back in the coaching group, not just Leon, but the coaching group, Get rid of them. That's how it should be, and start again. Uh, so they'll keep a core of committed, high-grade talent and then build around that. That's what they need to do. But they won't. No. No, they definitely won't. Uh, finishing 11th was Carlton. Oh, Carlton. Fucking, mate, it's bad that we've only got a couple of minutes to talk about Carlton, the beauty that is Carlton. First of all, um, it's obviously an F. Um, the clubs are fucking a schmozzle. People rate their kids. Um, the thing is, they don't develop those kids. So they show glimpses because of their natural talent will come through despite their coach. Now, let's talk about their coach, Tiggy, right? Tiggy is um, like Gishin was. It, um, it's, it's, all, it's all an illusion, what they're seeing. When He will continue making the same mistake over and over again. That's why for the past two years, they either will get jumped in, um, they won't get into the game. When the game is lost, that's when they'll start to kick on because that's what Colton does. Colton are throwing, like Williams, what is it, a million dollars, 900,000 to Williams? Crazy shit. Yeah, what that happens when you do that, you've got Crips 
You've got Murphy. You've got Murphy. God, he's a soft fuck. I can't believe he ever was captain of a football club, but I'm digressing. You've got you've got the um, core players that, you know, have, have stuck it out, you know what I mean, that have gone through the mise of shit for minimal pay, and now you've got this guy coming in on, a, you know, probably twice on what they're earning. What does that say to the rest of the playing group? They're... And they go after the GWS rejects. So with GWS's cultural problems that they have, which has been on display fully for everyone to see, they're just importing them into the club. So it's a rabble of a club. Malcolm basically is laughing. <laughs> he's look, he's freezing. He's cold. He's just got out of hospital. You know, he's missing his two legs. He can't even fucking afford a wheelchair. But what he said to me as he drags himself along in his two arms, you know, I've given him a, I gave him a rug to wrap around to wrap around his belly so he doesn't get gravel rush. He's happy with that. It's a tiger rug. And, you know, he's stoked. But he looked at me as he's dragging himself through the shit and piss that people leave in the city. And he goes, you know, Michael, I'm smiling because I'm not fucking cold. I don't support cold. So God bless you, Malcolm. Colton and F. We love you, Malcolm. Uh, finishing 12th was the Fremantle Dockers. They Their first half of the year is what let them down the most, I think. And to be fair to them, they've actually unearthed some really good plays. We've got Shara. Uh, Sarong, who's, who's an absolute gun, just a ball magnet, and Fife does five things still. He's still a, a freak of a player, and he would be in everyone's best 22, no matter what club you follow. But it's there. And Tabernet had a good year up forward, but aside from him, there wasn't much else happening for them uh, on, on the scoring front. And the games I saw of them was a little bit of park the bus mentality, which kind yeah. of pissed me off a little bit. But I don't, I, don't know, I like to see teams having a crack trying to win games. Don't coach to try and not lose, if that makes sense. Try and actually win. But... Uh, I'll give them a C plus. I think they can bounce back because they've got they do have some good young kids there, um, and I've got no doubt they'll pick up a few other good ones in the off season. Um, and shout out to Reese Conquer as well. So he obviously left us to go back home, but uh, not much success coming your way, young Reese. But um, better luck next time. Finishing thirteenth, Essendon CB seven, one of your favourite teams. Yes. Now, please no interruptions while I get this synopsis out there. Fucking just tell me to shut up, mate. That's you know, just just reckon if it's I'll be quiet. Go, 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 okay. Okay. Essendon supporters. <laughs> you need to accept some realities. Firstly, lose the neck beards and the flat beat the flat peak caps. Secondly, get a VPN. If you're gonna send death threats, be smarter. Thirdly, if I hear talk of bombers and finals next season, I'm gonna feed income spew up. You're a decade away from anything. Off-field, you're a mess, and on-field, you've got players basically walking out. But congratulations on your 20th anniversary since you did something. B. Is yeah. that an F? Is it E equals F, doesn't it? However you want to put it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there. What, what are, what's that Twitter handle at the moment? 5,000 and something odd days since the finals win. That's going to keep growing leagues. That, that could hit 10,000. I think it's 6,000 now, isn't it? It's a god on to 6,000. I'm not sure I'll check it out, but... yeah. We thought, you know, to be fair to Essendon, they thought getting Carousel or Rutten in Townsend was going to sort of transform them into Richmond yeah. and that was going to change the colour of the sash discreetly and carry on. And yeah. the media every year pump them up in pre-season. Top four, oh, they've got oh. an amazing list. Stringer's going to tear people apart. Joe Danaher's back and oh, they all do jack shit. Yeah, nah. Pathetic uh, football club. Finishing 14th was Gold Coast Tigs. Yeah, I actually give them a B, and I'll explain why. First of all, they did a fantastic covering up that um, the incident of Stuart Jew eating one of their players. Um, so that was amazing. One of the young kids is no longer on the list because he's um, Jew's eating him. But 
on a serious note, I actually am pretty bullish about the Gold Coast. Yeah, I like um, what I saw from them earlier. I, I like them. Unlike Fremantle, who a coach getting up the ladder by flooding sides. Now, um, with Freo, I like, reckon Longmire's hopefully can coach. I'm still – it's out for me because he's only shown his flooding game plan. But he seems to have the methodology of um, he's starting to put incorporate a layer of attack. So I'm still out of it. So I'm not going to write him off yet. But – Jew's been brave. Maybe it's because he knows he hasn't got long to live because he's obviously going to have a heart attack because of his weight. But he's coaching bravely. He's setting up his team, regardless of the opposition, to play to win, which is, I would have to say, I saw a bit of it last year, but this is the first time he's done it the whole season, so I applaud them for that. Um, They've obviously got a lot of good quality young talent. My worry with them is their development looks to me is to be shit. My other worry is they seem to have fallen down the trap that Richmond did in our darker years where we get a kid that has a lot of talent and we throw everything at them. So what I mean by that, like Roll, he's going to be, Roll, whatever his name is, he's going to be an absolute, yeah, Roll, he's going to be a gun, right? But seeing him on the coaching bench, he hasn't any stripes at the club, really didn't sit well with me. It's like, yes, you've got talent. Yes, you're going to be an elite player, but you've got to have some humility. You've got to be able to earn your stripes with the playing group. And, it, it, yeah, it, it that worried me. That was something Richmond would have done in our dark ages, right, that we did do. You know what I mean? We, You know, we get a uh, – I, I remember when we get a couple of young kids, Alidio, he was like the messiah. And then we, you might let them get away with things that you shouldn't. So – but, yeah, coaching-wise, I give them a B. Um, playing group, they're starting to build something really, really special. They've got Rankin, uh, the, the little showboat. He can play. He can play. I'd just take him out the back, put him in the locker room, and slap the shit out of him when he does stupid stuff. Do it early. Um, he's got to earn – you don't want to stifle his creative flair, but he cost his side a couple of games in relation to some stupid decisions trying to do it all himself. Um, and when you've got players doing it all, you're trying to do it all themselves all the time, it breeds into GWS syndrome. So, um, yeah, they've got a bit of discipline that they need to do. Um, they're pretty bold burning a few players, which worries me too in relation. But, look, it's ruthless. Like, you know, two-metre Pete, he was a good soldier for them last year. Now it doesn't get him to look in. Um, so, you know... But, yeah, a B overall, I like what they did. I like their aggression on field. They've got good talent. They've got to add to it. Um, and I reckon they can go places. They've just got to seriously solidify next year. They're not going to make finals for the next couple of years, I don't think. Um, but they've got to keep that method of play because once the younger kids build up and get that confidence belief, they'll start steamrolling sides. Yeah, I, I like them. I like where they're heading. Uh, finishing 15th was Hawthorne. Now, Richmond people out there, can anyone tell me, how did we lose to this mob? I know we were playing pretty shit ourselves at the time, but as the weeks roll on, and I see that, because I watch a lot of Hawthorne games because my wife's a Hawthorne supporter, so I do see a lot of their games. Yeah. And as the weeks roll on, I'm, I sit there, and even she says, how did you not beat us? I don't know. They're, I don't know what's happened to them. They're falling apart, and Clarko's a gun of a coach. We all know it. Um I'm not sure if he was trying to be too fancy. I'm not a big fan of McAvoy down back, if I'm being honest. When you've got a, an, an elite premier ruckman like that, you play him in the ruck as opposed to Jonathan Segler. Um, I know they were a little bit short down back with um, Sicily going down, but they were playing McAvoy there before that time. So I think they need to find a way to get him back into the ruck. Um, as for their forward line, they've got Poppy retiring, who, you know, he had a bit of flair in his last game. Gunston, I think, need to drop out. I'm not sure 
he can bear the load without having another big body down there, given that Patton is kind of collapsed in a heap. But I, I, Clarko's good enough to have a side like that bounce back. Uh, but whether it happens or not this year or next year is remains to be seen. But they've got the midfield to do it. But uh, I think finishing 15th is well below for them, and I'm going to give them a D. Yeah. Look, to answer your question, how did we lose? You know how, look, and CB would know this more than me. Pensioners, they can sometimes get an erection once every, what is it, CB, six months that you tell us it's the day? Mate, I use, I use a blue pill these days, mate. Okay, so. all, right, all right. But naturally, they can get an erection once every six months. So that, they were just on a stiffy and we were semi-flaccid. That's probably the best analogy <laughs> I can give. Um, but, God, they're an old side, aren't they? They're, and the Hawk supporters, listening, if there is any, I've never seen a supporter group so threatened by a club might be challenging their record. They're, they're, they're borderline fucking crazy about it, like West Coast are salty. They're like, oh, God, Richmond wins the third flag. My God, what does that mean to us? No, they're still shit because in our generation, there was three good sides. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but if a team wins multiple flags in, in a generation where every about 12 other teams are equal to win it, that for me is more deserving that winning flags in periods where there's only three um, three or four competitors only you have to deal with. The rest of them are just, you just smash them by 10 goals. Um, so I have a differing view on that. But yeah, no, they just got lucky. Yeah. Oh, well, we are where we are now, so that's a good thing. Um, finishing 16th was the Sydney Swans, CB. Sydney. How is it you got a coach nicknamed Horse, and we all know the reasons behind it, mm. that you play such a dickless brand of footy? <laughs> The only way forward for you guys is to lose the flood and learn how to attack. Oh, and enjoy paying Buddy $1.5 million next year. Ouch. Yeah, that was always a uh, bite D. in the ass. <laughs> that was never, ever going to work out for him, that Buddy one. I get why they had to make the call. It was a bold play, but uh, he was never going to yeah. see out that contract. No. Nah. No, nah, he's, he's done. Unless he takes a bit more ecstasy and he might get another year out of him. Just got to keep him away from cars, you know, side swap and shit. But right, no. Finishing uh, 17th was one of your favourite teams. Oh, North, North Melbourne, 71. North, 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 North. Snake Baker, this is for you, son. Or <laughs> Tepe, you're on Twitter, son. North, what do you say about this club? Look, we had, we had a visionary. We had a fucking, I swear to God, a Nostradamus in Snake Baker. And what's his name, Tef, on Twitter? So, Tef, this is to you, mate, because I know you're listening, son. I know you're listening. Just so our listeners understand the background, why he just chirps in into our tweets or comes on our board. This is the guy that thought I was Ricky Nixon. <laughs> he did it and tweeted Ricky Nixon because I was coming out with mail and thought he was me. But anyway, I digress. Where do you start with North Melbourne? Well, I can't. In the off-season, I was pretty bullish with him. Like I read Snake Bakers or Tef, as he's like to know, um, big thread. Um, and anyone, any listener, please go to it um, on the North board, how their list for 2020 could challenge for a flag. Their list could be like Richmond. Right, and I think he even put, you know, Gardiner is better than Dustin Martin. A couple of other beautiful, beautiful scenarios with this, but obviously that was all wrong. Look, he's credit to them though. Their point is they've replaced um, Chris Scott. Is it one of the twins? You Brad know Scott. that Brad Scott. Yeah, Brad Scott. Yeah, yeah. I get him mixed up, but CB would know them because he watches those porn <laughs> movies and he understands who's who. But um, they they replaced him with a zombie. Now I've never seen that before. I've never seen one of the undead actually coach a football side, and we saw how it played out. First, their coach, Robert Shaw. Reshaw. Reshaw, Shaw, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his name is. You know why I don't know his name? His first name, seriously. 
He's got no personality. The man is devoid of any spark. Um, you know, my wife's a paramedic. When she watches, the, which is his press conferences, she gets the paddles out, right? <laughs> so that's how bad it is. Their list, getting rid of their 63, 64, and 67 um, goal kicker for the year fucking boggles the mind. He's had a shit year. Most clubs would understand you have a shit year because you've got problems up the field because their midfield is trash, right? They've got a couple, two, three only good quality young kids. The rest are rubbish. The rest, you're, you're, I'm being I'm being generous to say they're C-graders, right? They've all got limited ceilings. Their back line outside of Tarrant is fucking woeful, right? So you've got this forward. Now, yes, he loves to uh, die for free kicks and all that sort of stuff. But he's actually a good forward. When he gets the ply, he can clunk a mark and kick a goal. What are they going to do? They're going to trade him for a second fucking rounder. And in that decision-making, he's not a culture issue. Everyone tells me that he, he drives culture at that club. He's one of those guys that, you know, you'd love to have on a list. And they're throwing him away. This club is fucked. They're, they had Chris Scott, was it? Yeah. Brad Scott. <laughs> okay. Brad Scott basically say, before he got the arse, that we need to rebuild. So they got him the arse because they said, no, no, we don't need to do this. Then they get the zombie. And now they realise they have to rebuild. So they should have really um, kept Brad Scott um, and done what he said. At least he got him into finals. But they did it because they're foaming supporters, which Snake Baker is the president of. Wanted him gone. You know, they've got 15 members, so I can understand their board being really afraid that 13 of them wanted their coach gone, right? So I get that. But they're in a world of hurt. I give them an F+. Plus, an if F+. That plus? Was yeah, they've got no oh. future, man. They're done. Fair enough. Uh, and last but not least, our favourite team, the Adelaide Crows, uh, finishing 18th, which gave us all great joy. Uh, CB? Mate, are they really the pride of South Australia? All I'll say, we're all going to have a take at this, but all I'll say is um, Port Adelaide is the one true football club in South Australia. Adelaide is just a soulless, plastic, heartless franchise. I've got nothing more to add to that. I think that pretty much sums it up. They've been broken since 17. Yeah, no. Nah. Adelaide, look, I actually like their coach. Um, I actually do. They've got a woefully shit list, but their club culture as a whole, like, look, Red Rooster franchise has been around longer in Adelaide than the Adelaide Football Club. I think that says it all. All right, there we go. So that's a bit of a wrap-up of the teams who didn't make finals, a bit of a laugh. So we'll uh, we'll get cracking into the teams who are playing finals with a bit more of the serious stuff. Game one this Thursday night, 7.40pm <coughs> at Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide versus Geelong. Uh, which I, It's going to be a good game, I reckon, CB. The power finishing top of the ladder. Um, I don't know. I still, I'm still not sold. I know this was sound really bad, but I'm not sold on them fully yet because of just who they played and when they, they played all the good teams when they were having a bad trot. But you can only beat who's put in front of you. And they looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. And Geelong, well, who knows what they'll dish up on a weekly basis. But what's your take on this first final coming up, CB? Um, to be honest, well, it's it's the two game styles, isn't it? I mean, the, the credit to Port Adelaide, they have played a fan, they've had a fantastic season. So um, really enjoyed watching them. And um, I'm really what pleases me most about this game is that you know Hinkley's going to back his um, team in. So you're going to have Port's run and gun style versus Geelong's controlled ball movement. So are we going to see a similarity between when Geelong took Richmond on? Is there going to be similarities within that? Um, if you look at the last three times they've played, 
at Adelaide Oval in 2018, Port Adelaide beat Geelong by about five goals. In 2019, the Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide beat Geelong by about two goals. And then if you look at the last encounter, the Gabba, Geelong got Port Adelaide and belted them. But what it shows is uh, clearly there's an advantage at Adelaide Oval for Port Adelaide. They play the ground well, no denying that. And we, we obviously experienced that against them earlier on in the year. Uh, the big forwards, TIG71, big um, Charlie Dixon, he's an imposing man and he, he demands a lot of attention down back. Can you see him being a threat for the Cats? Yeah, he can be a threat. See, what's funny, Port Adelaide is playing a team that's used to playing on the Port Adelaide type of ground, which is very narrow pockets, right? So I think Porkins is going to be more of a threat than um, Charlie I Am Soft as Trey called Dixon. Um, he has not really played in big games. I haven't seen him consistently dominate big games, Charlie. Um, that's their huge weakness for me. They're also they're having a good season, but they're playing an unaccountable brand of football. Now, people, before you will scream at me and tell me, oh, the stats say they're leading this and lead, leading that, it's because they're dominating sites, right? Because it is uh, because of the nature you sort of alluded to, Michael, how the scenarios played out. Finals, for me, is the biggest... Um, even though Geelong, I um, love potting them, they are finals-hardened. They will make a preliminary final. The reason why I think is they won't allow Port to get that easy ball, um, the outside ball release, to be able to pump it long and direct and cleanly inside um, Charlie Dixon. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to step up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie kicks 1-3, um, and that would be his result for the game. They have got, though, a good forward that I rate. They play him as a ruck forward. Lathams, Lathams, is that Lathams? his name? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I rate this kid extremely highly. He's got a bit of mongrel about him. Um, he can take a contested grab. I know you look like Wayne Carey when he played us, but he's the perfect. I know he's a perfect um, foil for Dixon. They should drop that other forward that's kicked nothing that they use as a foil. What is he? Um, Matthews is that the guy's name off the top of my head? Who they got down forward at the moment? Uh, Port, the other big boy that's done nothing. Oh, uh, Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Marshall, drop yeah. Marshall. Put Lathams in that in Marshall spot then they might actually start seeing a, penit- um, a more threatening duo of talls. But the, the, the one thing that concerns me for Geelong is their key backs. If they don't play um, Bike Labs or whatever have you say his name, Blitzer, they don't yeah. play him back there. Blicker, yep. If they if they go with Taylor and Henderson on Dixon and Laddams, and, and so see for me the, the difference is the speed of which Port moved the ball. I see. I see. Port is a, a superior running, quicker team. I think they're faster. I'd, yeah. I mean, I, I look at I look at Geelong and I wonder why Narkel isn't getting a game. He's not injured. He he could inject pace and skill into that team, and yet they their solution was to bring in three blokes over thirty. You know. Yeah. So I I I the, the concern for me if I was from Geelong, a Geelong perspective is their speed and and ha- and obviously Port play that ground really really well Adelaide. Um, I think speed kills, and I think that's what's going to get Geelong in this game. Look, my rebuttal to that is a lot of their speed generated from – because, see, let me – Rockcliffe, Boak, Wines, are having – even Houston um, are having season-best years at the moment, right? So particularly Rockcliffe, who's just had one out of the box, and Boak. Um, and you've got Sam Palpepper as well. What they're doing at the moment is getting the inside ball and then releasing it on the outside, um, and then their young kids run it 
uh, with with Dare and Flair, which is great. The problem I see though is particularly for Port is they're not going to have an easier uh, ability to release though because you got Paddock Trick Field, you'll have. Um, Selwood in there, Guthrie in there, who's also playing above himself, Duncan playing above himself. So you've got the two perfect pretending sides. And I mean this not as fully disrespectfully, but they're both playing above themselves at the moment, these particular players. So they're going to have, if if, if Geelong could hold them in the centre, which I think they can, um, that's how they smashed them the last time. They refused to, by slowing that ball down, um, Geelong was able to carve them apart. Geelong will go quick and long. Um, They won't go quick by foot, but they'll go quick, ball movement directly into the... They actually have more dangerous weapons in the forward line than Port has. Um, who's the uh, second forward that Geelong have, not Hawkins? Who's the other bloke? Um, oh, uh, Ratatoga? Yeah. Ratatugi? <laughs> Ratatoga? And I don't... Ratatugi? Rata... 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 I can't even say his name. What's how you pronounce it? Asaba Ratagalia. Radigalia, yeah. But I had to set you up a second Radigalia. time to get that in. <laughs> and I'll, I'll let you walk me into it. But look, they've got uh, look. You've got uh, Rowan playing his best years ever played. Um, is, if Geelong picks that fatty from St Kilda, Stevens, he he I, is a suburban footballer body at best. He is Jack Stevens. But the thing is, with him, he um, played well in St Kilda. I don't think he's desires for football. He's been shit every time they've put him in. He hasn't he hasn't been the Stevens of old. So I'll just retire him if they're brave enough. But look, simply for me, Geelong scores more. Um, uh, Geelong um, has got a more deadlier forward line. Um, they're more seasoned than Port. Port will be going in this game, shitting themselves. They're going to have a monkey on their back. Going, my God, we've got to win a final. If we don't win a final, no one's going to rate us for the year. We can't go out in straight sets. We can't do a Brisbane. We can't do... That's what's all going to be in their mind. Geelong's going to go in and go, all right, we smashed them by 10 goals. We've got all of our stars. We've hardly got an injury. Let's do it again. All right. And with that, what, uh, what's our final tip for this one, CB? Tip for this game? I'm going for Port Power, and I'm going to say <coughs> four goals. Tiggs? Arr, me hearty. Arr, you know, you did that. I'll just try to... Where are we pulling the fired like, voices from? Man? I don't know. He just did that big groaning, diabetes <laughs> groan. I, Port, I Port uh, But um, look, I reckon power will get done. I reckon it's going to be around about three goals, four goals. Yeah, I reckon cats by 11 points. I just think... I think that when the going gets tough, they'll be thereabouts and they'll, they'll make it happen. The interesting thing I want to keep an eye out for is Patrick Dangerfield. He went missing in the prelim final in the second half against us when they yeah. needed someone to stand up. So if Port get on top for most of the game, it's going to be interesting to see if he can find a way to bring his team back into it because he doesn't have a track record in being able to do so. So we'll all keep an eye on that one. That's a great point. He needs to do that. I don't see it. I yeah. can't recall a finals game where he's torn it apart. Considering he's Australian, all-Australian captain, he's rated equal to Dustin Martin, which is a fucking laugh. What finals game has dust um, has has um, uh, what's his name um, Dangerfield. Dangerfield excelled in the whole game? Not flashes of five minutes because the kid does that for the whole game. Stamped it like a Dustin Martin does. He's I can't recall done. one. I think we get to see done. one. So he's he's got to add that to his resume. I think to become a, a more complete. He's a good player, no doubt. But if you don't oh. step up when the heat's on, when the, when it actually matters, then what does it all matter? 
That's Let's it. put it this way. Joel Selwood has done it in finals. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Gainesville hasn't. All right, game two on Friday night at the Gabba, 7.50pm. It's uh, it's almost a Richmond home game now. Uh, Brisbane versus Richmond. We obviously met these guys in the last qualifying final and got the job done there. It, we just seem to have a bit of kryptonite over them, just given our extensive record up in Queensland at the Gabba in particular, CB. Well, I know we did a podcast on this one earlier, but um, how do you see this one panning out for us? Well, both styles of the teams of both both teams go for a, uh, for a run and gun type fast ball movement, don't they? Um, and if you look at uh, the last three think three games, clearly uh, Richmond's beaten them on those three occasions at the MCG, Gabba, and Ametricon. Um, the interesting point was, and we we spoke about it in the last podcast, was Mitch Robinson's call about if the Tigers go after Lockie Neal. And if you look at the last three games, so in 2019 in August, Lockie Neal racked up 51 touches. If you look at the qualifying final last year, Lockie Neal racked up 37. And then if you look at the round 10 game this year, Lockie Neal racked up 26. In what world in Mitch Robinson's head did Richmond put a tagger on Lockie Neal by those numbers? We don't. So um, clearly this will be a bit like us, like, like Hinkley, I guess we put. We'll be backing our style of gaming, and I'm sure that Fagan will do the same. But um, let's face it, the, the reality is Dustin Martin, um, he's going to be the big factor in this game. If you look at the numbers across the board, uh, both teams are eerily similar on a lot of lot of statistics. So I think it'll be a bit tighter than we think, but... Um, yeah, I still think the Tigers will get up. Yeah, the, yeah, what are you boys? The interesting stats with uh, with our two teams is when you look at the AFL sort of top-ranking sides, Brisbane actually shade us in a lot of categories. We're kind of second or third or maybe fourth in, in a few categories, and they're often first and second. So if you're looking purely at statistics, they generally have us covered, but for whatever reason, our game plan just tends to expose them. Um, and I'm sure our coaches are pretty confident, but... It's yeah, the big matchup for me is going to be Lynch and Andrews, both coming back from the hamstring injuries. So anyone could go at any given time, I guess. But we, yeah, but we, is Andrews is is there for is he really coming off a six week hammy? They're going to bring you back after four weeks. Do you reckon that's a bit of smoke and mirrors? Nah, they're going to pick him because there's yeah. panic stations over there. Well, if he doesn't play, I just don't think they've got enough confidence in their second defenders to be able to contain both Jack and Lynch. Like, and they'll be able to get away me? with it because not many other teams have two... Like, West Coast have got two big forwards, um, but not many other clubs have two sort of dangerous forwards of that size. So they've almost got... Well, they do have a choice, I suppose, but, yeah, if you want to... They've got the, got the second chance. Oh, yeah, They've well, got the true. second chance. So so imagine if... In same with Richmond. If Richmond play Lynch and Lynch tweaks a hamstring, same thing. All of a sudden, they're pretty much out. That, that's their final series gone. So that's the fine line these medical... The medical staff of both clubs are... They're going to have to weigh up, you know. It's a hell of a risk. Yeah, the other thing too is is that he's had, um, he's a great Andrews is a great player, but he's had really two really poor final series, um, two poor final games. Um, yeah, he did a couple of spoils, but he wasn't attacking. He didn't distribute the ball with any aggression. Um, he basically played like a Liam Jones type of game, you know, just stop your opponent and that's it. So. Um, I don't see I don't see Andrews being them aside to win them the game. You know what the sorry sorry lads my um my <laughs> wife's showing me right you know typical typical give me a sec guys give me a sec uh, the other matchups 
that's going to be huge for these two teams is the midfield battle CB. You've got Neil McCluggage and Zorko, who have had sensational years. I mean, Neil's probably going to win the Brownlow, all things going well, uh, versus Martin Cochin and Prestia, who hasn't played since round five. Yeah, well, a good time to say this while Tiggs isn't on. Um, but he was correct. Damn. Um, I was going to say, where we had the conversation last week, Roy, I sort of was going to back Ross in and not risk Prestia. It seems a lay down Mazzea now that Dion Prestia will be playing this final. Yeah, so we will have Bolton, Prestia, and Lynch to come in. And um, I guess the outs will be looking at Caddy with his knee. I think um, Jack Ross will unfortunately be out. And who else, boys? And, uh, and actually, you know what? And I've got a feeling. I think you're right too. I think maybe a child might be on the chopping block. Yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be out. Can I just give my look with this game? My just my two cents, if I can, if mm. I may. The biggest thing that really jumped out at me, and first of all, I want to let the listeners know, CB did a whole ton of work giving us all the data and all this sort of stuff. So first, from me and Michael's won't say it because you know he's a selfish prick, but from me, CB, I really <laughs> applaud what you've done. But what jumped out for me, you mentioned before when you described um, Brisbane that they were running gun side, right, that they want to get it inside 50 as straight as they can. And Michael's also mentioned about KPIs, which just seem to be just shaded underneath them. My, my two thoughts on that is in relation to the KPIs first. We're only just, what, a rung down from them in relation, they might be two, we might be three. But we've done it with no midfield, right? That's the biggest thing that stands out for me. All year, we, we haven't had our full complement midfield in since round five. They've basically been nearly close to injury-free. And even though we've been dramatically weakened against our top four challenges around us, we're right up there. So that what would scare every – and I know scares every single opposition side is that Richmond's been running – playing games with, you know, two hands behind their back, but they're still winning and they're not, not far behind us. And the biggest stat, which is what I believe is our change of game plan – that pairs out is our uncontested possessions. Not only do we now, we yes, we can see the contested possession, but by Brisbane, it's not much a difference. They're 118, we're 113. And that's with no midfield in for most of the year. But our uncontested possessions, we dominate. We're 174.5 compared to Brisbane's 159.7. What that tells me is we spread better than any side ever. Right, that's our work rate on the spread is, un, and that's how we got them last year. People talk about their inaccuracy when they play us, um, particularly the last three games. And yes, you know we pressured them in the pocket, and yes, we, you know, when they're kicking a ball, a snap on the pocket, they've got two players off them, and that's why they're scoring points. But the other reason too is we run them off their little legs; they're exhausted by the time um, they go for shot for goal. Um, it's because they can't keep up with our pace on the spread. That's how we break them open. And I reckon it's going to stay the same way. We, What I like about Fagan, though, he's copied our game plan in the sense they don't muck around with the ball. Um, that's why they get that speed, inverted commas. So they're like us and not a high possession side, um, though they do possess the ball more than us. Um, but I had a look at their list, obviously, from the work that um, you did, CB, and... I could easily list weapons on our side, right? I could list Bolter as a weapon in the sense that I reckon he'll, he'll crush Shipwood or McKern, Mc, McKerney, whatever it is. Asprey will easily beat either, um, uh, the big tall log that they put on that. Nankervis gave Martin a bath the last um, the last um, final that we played against him. Now, Neil McCluggage and Zorko. Zorko's a danger one for me, but those three coming up against quality of Martin, Cochin, Prestia, but not, but then for us we bat deeper. Then you got Shy Bolton, um, you got Graham, you know. So we've got Edwards. Now Edwards, Shy, 
and um, those two in particular ripped them to pieces when we played them last time we played. And I don't see they've improved to have a weapon to stop us. Um, and look, Garden and Leicester for Lynch and Jack or, Garden, um, or Andrews, our forward line, you know, Rioli um, always steps up in finals. He'll kick two or three. That's my prediction. I don't see they have the weapons to stop us, bottom line. I, um, they're, a good, they're a good home and away side. But I haven't seen anything in their game plan that's changed from last year. I haven't seen any new personnel that have clearly stepped up. And I don't see them beating us. All right. And uh, with that, we'll get some tips and margins, CB. Yeah, look, I think the Tigers will just be... We're going to be just too strong around the park for them. Not yeah. not to discredit Brisbane. I just think we're going to be too strong overall yeah. through the lines. And I think we're a four to five goal win Easy. coming up. Yeah. Good man. Yeah, look, contrary to the Brisbane board who reckons their best will beat our best any time of the week, lock it in, which is fucking astounding because this is going to be our 16th win on the trot. Um, yeah, we'll beat them. And I reckon it's not going to be a low margin either. With, with Against Brisbane, it never is because they give, they give we run them out of um, puff. Um, so we break them open. It's because they run out trying to keep up with us. I reckon we'll win by about 46 points. 40 to 46, that'll be the margin again. All right, I'll say Richmond by 20 to 25. I just hope we get the win, to be honest. I don't care about the margin. All right, we'll move on to game three. We've got Saturday afternoon, 4.40pm at the Gabba. St Kilda versus the Bulldogs, which I reckon is going to be a really good game. Cracky game. Yeah, Both, yeah, both teams yeah. Uh, young. They're exciting to watch. They've got a, a lot of talent, a lot of X-factor, a lot of class. This one's going to be a belter. Absolute cracking game coming up. Now, the interesting thing is the last three times these teams have played, actually, and they've all been at Marvel Stadium, the Saints have got up. Yep. Which so, is weird because, I mean, prior to maybe last year, St Kilda were sort of struggling a bit, weren't they? And the Bulldogs were kind of up and about. So that's interesting to see uh, that the Saints have gotten up those times. And, and, and they've yet, been convincing wins too, each and, and every the, one. The reason why is Bulldogs are killers hill. They can't handle another side having speed. Yeah, and that's the thing. Both teams, again, are going to go at each other. Like, this will be a pretty flat-out game. Um, this will be high-octane. It's going to oh, be pinging it around. It's going to be crazy. Oh, will be. So, uh, interesting interesting with, with the styles, too. So, so the St Kilda has a tendency to go longer and more direct. So, the kick-to-handball ratio, St Kilda average 1.63 versus the Dogs, who are 1.16. So, the Dogs tend to handball more. So, it would be interesting to see, like, the... The Saints are going to want to bang it into their big two talks, being Membry and King. Who's, King's been a fantastic young player this year. He's going to be a star. If he's not, and, he's and I mean, the, the dog supporters who are listening, if they are listening, they're going to be the ones... I mean, I've got Keith and Gardner as the two defenders to try and stop him. Um, Keith's been good. He's, yeah, yeah, Keith's been... He's had a good year. But is Gardner the man or is... Um, see, uh, the Eastern Wood, he's done a hammy, hadn't he? He's yeah, actually he has, injured. He's out. So that's, that's a big, that's a big that's a for, them for them. He's, he's when they've got to contain, back. yeah, when they've got to contain two big blokes, which is a bit of a concern. And and the other area I see the Saints really getting on top of is in the rucks. Um, Tim Tim English can play some very very good football, but um, he's going up against Ryder and Marshall, and Marshall at the moment is in pretty red hot form, and Ryder's going okay himself. So I just think the feed to the Saints on ballers and around the ground is going to have a bit more impact. Uh, in their favour. The other thing St yeah. Kilda could do as well, they've got Josh Battle, who's a bit of a swing man, can play forward or back, and if he goes down forward, it's going to stretch the dog's defence even more. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked to see him spend a bit more time down in the front half. The other thing too the Saints can do that I don't think um, Bulldogs can compete against is if they leave Marshall or Ryder forward, and then there's now there's three tools, 
Um, they don't have the defensive makeup to cover the three of the three of the talls. So that's going to be a huge worry for them. The other big thing too is with St Kilda, which I like about them, is they've sort of taken a bit of what we've done and, and moulded it to their own type of style. So they don't handball as much as we do forward, but they do kick long forward like um, CB mentioned. But seriously, um, the Western Bulldogs they've been they've done well to get where they've gotten to, um, but I think their finals will end now. They they don't like sides that actually can run at them. Um, they have look. Caleb's having a fantastic year. He will cut sides. He will get them clean ball. But what was their, their midfield? That's pretty deep to. though. The Bulldogs, McRae, Bontem, Pally, Smith. Yeah, no. but they're all. But what I'm my point is they're all similar types. What I mean by that is like you got they're all runners, midfielders, aka slash forwards. There's nothing other than Bont. There's nothing um, completely different with them that they can throw at the opposition. But with St Kilda, yeah, if they're, if the two forwards aren't doing it, throw a third forward in there. All right, if that's not working, let's let's load up with the smalls. You've got your butlers. You've got your billings. You've got your, that stuff that they can actually do during the game. Bulldogs, because of injury and the nature of how they've, they've structured their list, they haven't really got a plan B. They're like, they're like other sides. They get like Brisbane, perfect. They're trying to cement their 22 with a certain way of playing, but they've gone all in on it, so they don't have a plan B or plan C. Unlike good sides, like a Richmond, that can change styles mid-game, and that's why I'm really bullish about Saints, and I love Ratton, what he's done. He has, he's given them a plan B during games. Hasn't gone off as well as he would like, but it's there. I can see it. Um, and that's why I reckon they're going to win. The other worry the for other the Bulldogs is... is the fitness of Norton, who I think is yeah. one of the one of the best marks in the comp. Yeah. He tore us to shreds like last year when he, when he played, but he copped that uh, high knock to the head. So I think I read somewhere though on social media that he has been declared fit to play. Um, and then obviously Bruce, I think you said CB, his partner's expecting a baby, so I'm not sure if he's going to play, but they need one of their minimum to be firing to be any chance because Wallace has been their second best forward, really. Who's, he's, he's been pretty dangerous down there, to be fair. He's had a phenomenal year, Wallace, in the forward line. He's, he's played unbelievable. But, yeah, look, that, 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 the, the, the dogs have got problems at both ends of the ground. And I think that's why um, – and I think it's going to cost them. That's, yeah, because like I said, we don't know the fitness of Norton. We don't know um, the situation of uh, Bruce's personal situation. And like I said, with Eastern Wood down at the, at the other end, um, it poses some serious problems for the dogs to yeah. overcome. Yeah, I reckon they might break even in the middle, but yeah, at the bookends is, is where it's going to fall apart for them. So uh, the tip for this one, CB? Uh, I think the Saints are going to go marching in, and I'll give them three to four goals. Tiggs? Yeah, I think it's going to be a large blowout. Limerick finals tend to be large blowouts if because they've got to if they're behind they've got to still coach offensively to try to win it. Percentage doesn't matter. So I reckon who if if St Kilda maintains its pressure, which the dogs don't like across the whole ground, they should win their by fifty points. Um, if they don't do that, um, the Bulldogs are a shot, but um, it could be a close one. But I really got a feeling is. Um, once the Bulldogs players realise that they're not going to be able to win this game, they're going to open up, they're going to try to win it, um, and then St Kilda will feast on them if they kick straight. So, yeah, 50, 53 points if the will be Bull- my margin. If the Bulldogs can bring the pressure they brought against Geelong for that first half uh, not long ago, they're going to be a good chance to oh, win Oh, major this, chance. But yeah, they, major chance. They're going to need to hit the scoreboard early and convert mm. quickly to, to sort of get the runs on the yeah. board. but. I just think over the course of four quarters, with the question marks over their their two forwards and obviously no Eastern Wood, 
I reckon the Saints might get them by about 20 to 25. But that, I'm really looking forward to watching that game. Yeah, great. And the last one is Game 4 at Optus Stadium, uh, or hell, as CB put in our notes, on Saturday night <laughs> at 8.10pm, West Coast Eagles versus Collingwood, which would be uh, another good game, I think. I mean, Collingwood have gotten a few players back towards the, the back half of the year, so they're sort of starting to get their normal team back on the park gradually. West Coast have had their injury issues. They've got a few players out for the rest of the year, but over there, they're still a bloody quality side to try and beat. Yeah, if you look at the last four results, um, let's go back Let's go back to the last four games. So so the furthest game that I could find was um, the grand final back on the 29th of September. <laughs> Wasn't that a great game? <laughs> West Coast defeated Collingwood by 79 to 74, and apparently Dom Sheets never buying another beer again in his life. And then the rematch in 2019, so the Pies get hold of West Coast, 98 to 76. But since then, the final, the, the, pre, the next two games in 2019 and 2020 have both been played at Optus, and West Coast got up by one point. And then in two, 2020, they got up in a uh, very convin- convincing fashion by about 4,000 points, and Josh Kennedy kicked seven snags. See, the thing for me, I'm torn. I'm literally torn in this game. See, what would be great for football if they both lose, right? But that's impossible, <laughs> right? Because I love – I can't lose in this game, right? Hearing the Collingwood cry and the hate for Buckley return at full vigour or just reading the salty Eagle supporters saying how they were victimised and that's how they lost the game, right? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The umpires must be shitting themselves. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, where do they go? What a dilemma. But, yeah, but what worries me, right? What worries me about this game is – when I look at when I look at the list, I look at the A graders, right? And I go, okay, they've got Nick Natanui, um, which, uh, but it can sort of balance out with Grundy if he plays to his peak, right? Which finals can sometimes do. So they've got a weapon that will balance one out if both players play equal to themselves, right? Though I rate Nat, Nick Nat a little bit higher than Grundy. I reckon Grundy can get him around the ground uh, in saying that. But then you've got your Gaff, you've got your Kellys. Duggan and Sheed and Shepard, right? And then you've got Trelaw, side bottom. He's actually not playing or is he playing? No, I don't think he's he is. He's out. He's out, yeah. right. So you've got Adams and you've got Pendlebury. Now, I love Pendlebury. He's the only Collingwood player that I actually fucking admire and respect, right? I would put his class and calmness and the ability to set up his teammates with the grunt of Adams beside it and the and hamstring as well, Trelaw. Those three, for me, equal the four, Kelly, Duggan, Sheed, and Shepard, right? That's just my call. What's going to hurt the Pies, though, is Hal. What's going to hurt the Pies is having Elliot playing a position that is not um, what he wasn't recruited for, is midfield. I thought he's been going okay. Yeah, yeah, home and away. In finals, is a completely different beast. And, and, um, And Elliot, for me, he's like a glass footballer. If he gets smashed, I can see him breaking. And what they don't want is an injury during a game. Um, and that's my real major concern with the Pies. They've got Mason Cox. I'd be playing him in the goal square just as a weapon. Mason, just stand there. My check I rate is a good, honest footballer. Yeah, he's a really awkward matchup size too. If yeah. they don't have McGovern, do they have McGovern? Is that 100% a lock he's playing? I, I think, I think yeah. So I think McGovern's back. So, 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 so the Eagles will have all their bookends. So they will have McGovern and Hearn in the key defensive posts, and they're going to have to take on Cox to go in my check. Yeah, so, see, Hearn, for me, he's at Father Time's got him, right? Uh, Father Time has basically got him. Uh, to screw McGovern, keep um, keep uh, uh, Cox deep, 
keep him within zero to 30 metres right in the centre of the ground. That's got that, a sweet spot with goal kicking too. That zero that's to right. And because what's going to happen with McGovern then is he's too tall to do that sweeping jump, right? But then there's a player I want to say, and West, I hate me saying, I feel like I've got to have a shower after I say this, right? Because it's a West Coast player. That's impressed me this year. That absolutely streets ahead has played more high-quality football, even when the pressure was on West Coast, who's actually won them games where no one else has really lifted, is Ryan. He has played in a stand. If he brings his home and away form into the finals, West Coast will win this. He's kicking has been magical. It's been elite. His passing and vision these last few weeks has been unbelievable. And he's doing it up the ground, not just in the forward line. He's actually, and what I love about him, he still hasn't lost his flair. Um, he's, yeah, so, uh, look, Collingwood, they've got, their, they've got weapons, they've got tools, but they've got too many question marks for mine. Um, yeah, see, I, but I think see, in, the, in the forward line, you've got Darling, Kennedy and Ryan versus more Roughhead and Quainor. I, I think Quainor, He'll be quite a good matchup for Ryan in this final. Oh, no. He's playing no. some good footy. No, uh, Ryan will t- take him to. Look, Quayne was a good young kid, but if you notice his games, he's a one. He's a straight line runner, right? That's what he is. He's a straight line runner. He's he's what Short was before he transformed himself. Now to actually start to use the lines, he used to get the ball, intercept. play forward of his man, which Quayne always does. Plays forward of his man all the time takes that ball and then runs it, um, which is great for a young kid. I'm not knocking him by saying that. Um, but he will get torn to bits with Ryan because what Ryan will do is run him up the ground. It means Quainor's going to have to um, try to take the game on, not just play in front of his man. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, his, his last month's been – he's had an exceptional month of form, Quainor. Yeah, but he hasn't played behind his man. What well, I'm probably not describing it. Um, Lovely. But he's, Ryan, all Ryan does is jump at the ball and not catch no, it. No, he doesn't. Watch his guns. He's players. <laughs> mate, you're watching a bunch of Brad's If the game was called jump what? and not catch, Ryan no, jump and not catch. Mate, he, his ability as a link-up player, Ryan, that's what's really impressed me. They're using him as a creative link-up player. You know how they used to have um, Jeddah? Um, play in their back line to do the same thing. They're starting to use Ryan up the ground doing it. So Ryan's leading really, really high up. So he's playing basically nearly wing side of the ground, and then he's making shit happen. He is just, yeah, you've got to watch a few West Coast games. Watch the last three of them. And Quainall is not the right. What I would put on Ryan... Dude, why do I need to watch a West Coast game when I can just follow a match day thread yeah. on the main board, but yeah, just no. watch Kaiser explain how the umpire is going no. to me. What I would do if I was if I was um if I was Collingwood, what I would do fun is put my check on um in Ryan. Ryan will get him probably on endurance. But my check has got a height, he's got the body on him. And what I'd be saying if I was Buckley to my check, if you get the opportunity to tackle the guy, tackle him as hard as you can without trying to infringe. That's an interesting matchup given that my check doesn't really have that defensive Styles, but but... Yeah, but he's, he's offensive. Yeah, so he's but he's got the reach on him as well. So uh, he's got the so that's what I would do. Um, uh, actually, have I got the right player? My check's the one that looks like he's stolen a few uh, a few cars in no, the that's back Maynard. line. That's Maynard. Maynard. Sorry, not my yeah. check. They confuse me. They all look vanilla. Maynard. I'd put Maynard um, on Ryan and follow him wherever he goes and yeah. try to be an offensive weapon. Yeah, that's, that's what bad, I would That's do. not a bad matchup. I don't like that's Maynard, what, but that's check, if that's tall forward, you get you get done, he'll blow up. But yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd put Maynard. And the the other play we haven't mentioned yet is Dugowie. And to be fair, his last couple of weeks have been shit. He hasn't really impacted the game whatsoever. And I think the Pies need him to lift dramatically 
uh, oh, in yes. the finals to be any any chance of winning this game. Having said that, though, he is the kind of player who can do that. He he can flick the switch and turn a game on its head pretty quickly, as we've all seen for ourselves. They need to play him in the guts, period. They need to play him in... They've got to say to him, right, to goey. yes, you bleached your hair blonde and you play like a person with blonde hair, but you have to... Um, that's no slight to people with blonde hair that are listening. Um, but, yeah, he has to play midfield. They need him um, to be creative. When he goes in the guts in those spurts, he's really good. He's Dustin Martin-like. Um, no, he's not. Oh, no, in the midfield he is. No, he's in, not. No, yeah, he's not. Stop. Stop now. No, no, he, sorry. He, he, him, and Petrarca, him and Petrarca are not fit to tie Dustin right. Martin's boots. You're mis- misunderstanding me, all right? You're misunderstanding me. They're he's not, not a midfield. I agree with you. He's a forward. No, you agree with me. I agree with you, right? That both of those players. But what I'm saying with um, the goey in the midfield, he does um, similar to what Martin does for us. He creates, right? And he's got a good footy IQ that Martin has. It's completely underrated in Martin's game. Um, he's just not a grunt um, that Trelaw, and, uh, even though Trelaw's a good quality player and Adams are. He has the X factor about him and they need it, right? They need it in the centre because they're, they're slow. they need it forward of the ball. Stakos so no, down forward, he's been doing all right. They've still got yeah, some class down there. They have. And with Mason and Cox playing plays. Deep, if you play Mason Cox deep and you've got, Mark, you've got, let's say, 0 to 30, you've got Majacek from 30 to 50, and then you've got surrounded with Stevenson, um, I would put Elliot, I would put um, uh, Dacos, so you've got three or four quality small forwards with speed around those two big tours. You need to get the ball in there smartly, and Dugowie can help that happen. Um, so I'd be putting the guy, if you want to be compared to the likes of Martin, you need to play the guts. Because one thing Martin's done that I can't believe you can get all Australian, that fucking is a disgrace of the AFL. Martin played, he kept us in games by playing his centre game. Keeping us, being defensive, being linking up the ball, doing all those little one percenters while everyone was injured around him. They need to go to the go and say, We need that type of character with you. Go show us in a final. Else, I've got no hope of winning. All That's right. And uh, with that, we'll get a final tip on this one, CB. Mate, it's time for Mr. It's time for Mr. October. I'm back in. Big Mason Cox to kick four goals, pies to win by two points. Oh, Tiggs. Oh, I'd love for that to happen because that means I'll play us, yeah. Oh, I'm not. I haven't even looked that far ahead. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Good chance to play us. Look, I'd hope that would happen. Look, personally, between looking at the two clubs, um, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, I actually think West Coast will win this, and I think they'll win this by about 36 points. Yeah, I reckon West Coast by about 28 points. All right, well, that just wraps us up for a finals cast. Thank you very much, boys. So CB and TIG71, thank you for your time, and we'll, we'll do it all again in the next round. Fantastic. Thank you, boys. Great.